it's cool to see Philip Rivers finally doing what you're doing. Yeah, he takes after me, actually. Nebraska lost horribly this last week, so you know football's back. Like, at the end of the day, football is a game. Like, it is still meant to be fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Uh, it is one of the most exciting weeks of the year because the NFL season is here. That was an unintentional rhyme, uh, but we're very excited. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Wright. Hello, everybody. It is football season once again. It sure is. Uh, even though college football has been going on for a couple of weeks now, it really feels like football's here with the NFL. Uh, I'm excited. I'm sure you're even more excited, though, because you guys get the annual kickoff game. I know. It's really exciting. We're playing the Cowboys on Thursday. I know I will definitely be wearing my jersey to school that day, um, probably with a Hawaiian shirt over it because I wear Hawaiian shirts every Thursday. I love it. I, why Thursday? Anything special about that? It's Aloha Thursday. We don't hey. go to school on Fridays. Oh, there you, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. I like that. Aloha Thursdays. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's going to feel like, I don't know if it'll feel quite like Hawaii, but Tampa Bay will be pretty uh, pop and come Thursday night when you guys welcome the Cowboys to town. I think so. Uh, it's, uh, we're going to have a raucous home crowd after you know the last game that we played in our stadium. Um, was rather uh, exciting. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it was a little bit exciting. Yeah, um, I know this week we want to preview both of our beginning of the year games. Do we want to jump into that right now? We can get to news here at the end of the podcast. Sure, let's do yours first because there is kind of some news that applies to your game. It might not be like super earth-shattering news, but... Uh, both C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott have been given the full go for Thursday night in De or in Tampa Bay. Uh, of course, C.D. Lamb was on the COVID list for a little bit there, uh, and Dak, you know, with the injury, and he's kind of been limited this summer and fall in training. And uh, yeah, they're both going to be good to go. Yeah, um, I think this will be a good game. I'm excited to see Dak back at it again. Um, ultimately, though. I, I do have the Buccaneers winning this game. I our, our run defense should shut down Zeke pretty well. Um, this is all assuming, you know, that we didn't take the off season completely off, um, that we didn't pull a Jaguars Oof. of a few years ago. I, just, I yeah. think knowing Bruce Arians, you're probably fine. Well, knowing Bruce Arians and the culture that uh, Tom Brady kind of commands, when was the last time the – under Tom Brady, the Patriots won a Super Bowl and then didn't work for it the next year. Exactly. Yeah. I think with those two guys kind of running the ship, you're in good hands as far yeah. as that goes. So I think our, our D line is super strong as it has been. Jason Pierre Paul just said the other day, he's like, I've never, I haven't felt this good since I was a rookie, something like that, you know, and he, he's had a history of injury and the last, Last season, he pretty well made it through the entire season. So he is coming in and feeling good. He hasn't had to rehab from anything. So I think that's really exciting. And we've added, you know, our defense is just strong and it keeps getting stronger. We added Joe Tryon in the draft. He was looking really good in preseason. 
um, Devin White, Levante David, you know. But again, our 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 run defense is insane with those guys on the line. And while our our deep ball is probably our most weak area on defense, but we've got, you know, like I said, Devin White playing linebacker. Um uh, uh, uh Justin Evans, um Levante David. Those guys, which they weren't feeling, they weren't looking too shabby in the Super Bowl against Mahomes. Um, and one thing that I think we've got on on Dallas is Dak. While he's been given the go ahead, I doubt he's a hundred percent. I agree. I I think we're gonna kind of see some regression, like we saw from Derek Carr this year, for at least a while, where he, maybe he's a little shy of maybe using his feet. Um that he's not going to be as mobile in the pocket. You know, he's coming back from basically taking most of last season off. And so if we can pressure him, if we can stop the run game and pressure him, it's, I think, going to be a long night for Dallas. Yeah, I agree with you. We actually talked about this uh, the other night. We are just talking about fantasy football, about how, because you have Zeke on your team and how he's probably not going to be a good matchup against that Buccaneers run defense. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. and I would really tend to agree with you there. Uh, I, I I agree with you. What you said about Dak too, is that I, I don't know if he'll be gun shy or not right off the bat. We'll see, but if there's any defense he would be against, it would be this Buccaneers defense. You guys know how to get to the passer and bring him down. You know how to stymie up a running attack. And like you said, if you force Dallas to become one dimensional and just throw the ball, uh, it becomes that much easier to defend them. Not yeah. saying they don't have good playmakers like CD Lamb that can. Yeah, CD Lamb is an exceptional wide receiver from his rookie year. But if you but, know what's coming, I mean, it's yeah. that much easier to defend. So, yeah, I don't know. I think you guys are going to win the game too. I think it's going to be, I would say, probably like a 10, 14 point victory for you. I, as far as picking an actual score right now, I don't know if I could do that, but I think that's kind of the margin you guys win by. Uh, And if you win, it will be definitely because of your defense. I think for sure Uh, you're going to force a few turnovers in that game. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas doesn't have one of their worst running performances of the entire season here in week one against Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um. That's kind of where I'm sitting. Um, you know, our offense, I think, looks fine. I'm excited to see us come out of the gate. You know, we started really slow last year because we didn't have a preseason, new quarterback, all that jazz. This year, we've had offseason. We've had preseason. And, you know, Brady had all of last year to work with these receivers. I am, I am genuinely excited to see how we start off this season. Um, And, you know, another thing just – Coming from where I think Dallas is at as a team, I don't think they're a bad team at all. But coming from our experiences the last couple of years with teams like where Carolina's been and where uh, New Orleans has been, our strength of conference has been pretty pretty stout. And, you know, Carolina and, and both New Orleans, I say, have kind of fallen a little bit. But, you know, we've had to defend guys like, you know, Alvin Kamara, and uh and uh McCaffrey. McCaffrey two times a year and 
so we're we're definitely prepared for Zeke. Um, and you know we've also faced guys like Michael Thomas. And you know when you're when you're thinking about these guys, they're some of the best in the league right now. Even with what's going on with Thomas, we're not gonna get into that though. Yeah. Um. So I do feel good going into this matchup. Um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Uh. You know, Tom Brady and the receivers really work together this offseason. So some of the issues we did have last year was we had some had some drops by Chris Godwin and Mike Evans um, at the beginning of last year and even moving into the pre or the postseason last year. I think a lot of that was just kind of nerves and jitters. But hopefully they've worked together and kind of got those ironed out. And, you know, I think it was just a time thing. You know, they were used to old famous James slinging the rock their way. So. Yeah. I do or, have a little bit of concerns in that area. That's, um, that's fair. Um, and then talking about, well, you know, well, Tampa's on offense, talking about that Dallas defense, we don't know what we're going to get out of them yet either. I am excited for Micah Parsons, the rookie out of Penn State. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's a real force, and I think he's going to be a star in this league. But we've talked about it before on the show. Micah Parsons alone is not going to remedy all the issues that that defense has had. No, uh, and that's – um. I don't know that Dallas has done enough to make their defense potable for this year. Um, They've definitely helped, but I think they're a couple steps away from having a, having a very good defense. Definitely. And then just speaking of not their season as a whole, but just this game, I think Tampa Bay has too many weapons for them to deal with quite frankly. Uh, And, you know, Brady is going to, I think, spread the wealth through the air and then right yeah. when he's getting the rhythm of doing that and Dallas thinks that's where you're going you're going to start handing the ball off and torture him on the ground I think too uh everything about this game just screams Tampa Bay to me and it's not very often that the defending Super Bowl champ comes in and loses uh the season opener uh historically it just doesn't happen too often so you have that going for you too, but yeah, both of us on the record picking the Bucks to win this game fairly handedly over Dallas. Yeah, yeah, and we do have, man, we have a lot of targets for the air. Um, I've talked about before, but we got OJ Howard back now. Cameron Braid is no slouch, um, and Gronk all at tight end. They're all pretty darn good receiving tight ends. You know, Arians is definitely a blocking tight end first kind of guy. So when he slips those tight ends into that as receivers, it it really can throw the throw the defense for a loop. They're they're a lot of times not ready for it. And then just at receiver, like we talked about, Godwin, Evans, um, my man Scotty Miller. Um, and now that I think Brady knows he's kind of got more of that depth that receiver, he's going to maybe trust some of those guys and not just, you know, focus on Evans and Godwin. And I will say Godwin has, um, I just saw that he has a quad injury on report right now. So he was limited in today's practice. So today being Tuesday. So we'll see how he shakes out for, you know, the game this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see that, but I'm, it doesn't sound like it's anything super serious. Uh, and like I said, you guys are, I think, well-equipped depth-wise to to handle it. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be a rough one for Dallas. And it uh, doesn't hurt my feelings to, to see that either. <laughs> yeah. But tell me, what, what we got looking uh, – what are we looking at for Seattle's 
opener. All right, so Seattle is doing the dreaded road trip uh, east to play the Colts in Indianapolis. Uh, I say that because Seattle does not do well in these sorts of games where they have to leave the Pacific time zone and head <laughs> east. They're actually really, really bad record-wise. I don't know the exact record, but under Pete Carroll, we haven't won too many. Um, last time we played the Colts was in 2017. I believe it was, and that was at home in Seattle, and we beat them, but that was an entirely different Colts team. Uh, that was the year that Andrew Luck was injured, and Jacoby Brissett was kind of running the ship. I remember uh, that game. Yeah, Sunday night game. We beat them uh, by a couple touchdowns. Anyway, that doesn't matter now. What we've got this year is possibly the Carson Wentz Colts team. Uh, he's supposedly going to be ready to go, I think for week one uh i don't really know if we get the carson wentz we saw the last couple of years in philadelphia i think seattle's defense will be okay <laughs> but yeah and then speaking of seattle's defense we did add uh not only did we sign jamal adams to the four-year extension which i'm excited about but we did add sydney jones from jacksonville i don't know how much that gives us in the secondary it gives us something i just don't quite know how much yet uh secondary is still very suspect to me i'm, I'm okay with the linebacking core even though kj Wright we we let slip away and sign with the raiders uh still have bobby wagner you still have a chance there but uh it's really going to come down to our defense too kind of like we were talking with your game uh the colts mm-hmm. have guys that can put up points ty hilton i'm very worried about um and so if we if we can bottle him up, a lot easier said than done, but I think we'll greatly <laughs> increase our chances for sure. And then our own offense just needs to perform to the level they're capable of performing. Uh, when you have Russell Wilson throwing the football and you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett catching the football, you should be able to put up enough points to give you a chance to win a football game. Uh, this is going to be a good game, though, all around. I think this is going to maybe come down to the last possession. I think see, I would, I would like to say Seattle wins it by three. I think the Vegas odds have Seattle as a two-point favorite right now. Um, this could be something that comes down to a kick, and if that's the case, either team is well-equipped for that because Seattle's kicker, Jason Myers, didn't miss a field goal all year last year, and then we already know that Blankenship is the next goat in this league. Yeah. The specs, man. He just doesn't miss. Uh, Respect the specs. Absolutely. So uh, if this comes down to special teams, both teams are really, like I said, well-equipped in that area. I just expect kind of a battle. And I really, I honestly expect Seattle to come out of the gates kind of slow, not only because it's the East coast trip, but because it's the first game of the season and uh, we didn't have the best preseason, honestly. And I know that's mostly like, that's mostly your backups and stuff, but we went, yeah, one I was going to say, we, we didn't have a good preseason either. What did you guys go one and two? I think we went one and two. Yeah. yeah. So did we. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot, I guess, but I, I just, I don't know. I get the feeling that the Seahawks are going to come out slow uh, but I do think we do enough down the road, down the line in the second half to, to get it done. Barely. Uh, it's going to be one of those typical Seahawks games where it takes way more than it should to get it done. 
and it's going to put me into cardiac arrest probably, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Seahawks in a win, but what's, what do you think of that game? Man, like I said, I, I don't think the Colts defense is just, I don't think they're good enough um, quite yet to, to stand up to like a really relentless offense, which Russell Wilson can definitely provide. I think it's like, I think it, it is, I think, going to be a close game that comes down to something like a field goal just because I don't think that either defense, to be honest, is going to be anything to write home about. I mean, Seattle's defense was getting pretty hot at the end of last year, but I don't know. I, You know, they've had that whole offseason. I don't know that the momentum will carry. Um, And there's a lot of things that are, I still uh, I still question on Seattle's defense. You know, one Jamal Adams does not a defense make. Yep. Uh, sure. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just like we said with Micah Parsons in Dallas, I mean, one guy is not yeah. going to fix all the problems. Yeah, and so that coupled with the fact that I feel like Indy's offense right now is such a an X factor because we don't know if it's going to be Carson Wentz. We don't know. Have have we heard anything on Quentin Nelson's injury? Is he going to be playing? I don't. I guess I don't know. Uh, I was going to say something about that Colts O line though. Uh, I'm going to take a hot take out there against my team and say we don't get a sack in this game. That's very possible. That Colts O line, even without Quentin Nelson, is incredibly strong. Um, and. You know, if you give Carson Wentz time in the pocket, he's got an arm. Even if he's made some bad decisions, made some poor throws, we don't know what kind of coaching is going on. Um, he has that wall. He he could be a real a real game changer. Um, because the Colts' offense is pretty good. Yeah, and I don't um, know, any any great offensive line can make an average quarterback look that much better. Yeah, absolutely. And then looking at the Seahawks offense, uh, Russell is, you know, a known quantity. We know he's elite. Um, we know we have great receivers there. Um, so I think you guys outpace in the offense gun show. But it, it just may be a shootout. If you guys go blow for blow, it's going to come down to field goal or someone's defense stepping up. I think Seattle ultimately wins, but I think it might be ugly. Yeah. Like I said, typical Seahawks game. Uh, and I agree with you that I think both defenses are going to kind of be so-so in this game. And it could turn into an offensive shootout just because of that. So if that's the case, I do like our offense better than the Colts right now. Yeah. But this is also like a perfect recipe for disaster for the Seahawks, because like I said, we don't do well traveling like that. We don't do well against AFC teams in general, sometimes that we don't play very often. Uh, this Colts team up until the last time we played them really has actually had our number. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, it's always hard for me to pick this, these AFC versus NFC games too, especially right off the bat, because you really just, it's a bunch of what ifs, but yeah, I don't know. I, I get the feeling we'll win in a in a close one. Yeah. Um, and this could be a real 
mood setter for the year, a real, you know, um, tone setter, if you will, too, for, for the Seahawks. I think if this kind of goes ugly, it might be, you know, something that kind of sets, sets the tone for the season. Like, I yeah, said. well, and the thing is, I think it's really important. We get this season opening win, not only snag a road win, but like, it doesn't get easier for us after this. Uh, no, you guys have a tough year. Yeah. We play the Titans the following week who we've talked about is our very scary offense now. And then mm-hmm. in a few weeks down the road, we've got a road game at San Francisco and a home game with the Rams. So like, this doesn't get e- e- easier. It's important for us to get this first win. Um, and I definitely am way more confident in the Buccaneers ability to win their first game <laughs> in Seattle's. But uh, you know, if things go how we think they're going to go, we'll both be very happy co-hosts next, next week. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we're happy. Hopefully that's always the hope, I guess. Uh, speaking of happy, uh, let's try to break down whether or not the Baltimore Ravens are happy. They must be happy enough signing Le'Veon Bell. Uh, but I wanted to ask you your initial thoughts of this news that I know that I just broke to you about a half an hour ago. Well, the biggest thing, too, that we got to keep in mind is he's only signed to the practice squad for right now. So we don't even know if he's going to be on uh, final rosters, if he's going to get any, uh, uh, if he's going to get any, yeah, time on field. Mm -hmm. Um, Le'Veon has been kind of on a downward slide. I've mentioned it before. If you haven't watched it, check out. the video by Flemmo raps on Le'Veon Bell. And he has a, he has a great video on him and how he's just kind of been on this downward slide. And I mentioned it before when we talked about his, his talk, his comments about Andy Reed. Um, and you know, Bell is uh, 29. He's um, he's not getting any younger. He, you know, age is not a friend for the running back. No. And my concern, uh, whether he's on the practice squad or on the final roster or whatever, is just the fact that a, a guy like that is in your organization. Now a guy with a history of antics, a history of controversy, I guess to say, and the Ravens to me have always kind of been a team that I don't think really welcomes a lot of that into their doors which this is kind of, I, I realized they needed some depth at running back with the injuries they've sustained this off season. But I worry that I guess my, I pose the question, is he worth it? And I guess we'll see. Um, um, as he stands right now. No, I don't think so. I think he was, I think a lot of his success came from that Pittsburgh offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. The guy's talented. He's not, I don't think, especially anymore, not top-tier running back. But, I mean, I don't know if he ever was. (laughs) But to me, John Harbaugh has always been a guy who's really kind of a no-nonsense, very uh, by-the-book guy. And I'm just kind of honestly surprised that the Ravens signed him and again, who knows how long he'll last there just being on the practice squad. But I think him being on the practice squad does say one thing that he is on a short leash. Uh, if he makes any comments like he made in Kansas city or in Pittsburgh, uh, 
I don't think he's going to last very long at all in Baltimore. And it's sad because you had a guy uh, with such talent and promise at the beginning of his career that has kind of marred his name in the league just by some of the stuff he's said and done. And maybe Baltimore will be the fresh start he needs, and maybe he will be an asset to the team. But right now, I just don't see it. Yeah. So it'll it'll be a time will tell kind of thing. I I'd love to be proved wrong. I'd love to see Le'Veon, you know, return to form, if you will. Uh, but I just don't see it happening. And the thing is, too, like I remember talking about this with you when he signed with the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs were such a talented team where the addition of him really was not necessary and it didn't really add a ton. And yeah. I kind of get that same vibe with the Ravens. I don't think they're on the same level as the Chiefs, but they're still one of the more talented teams in the AFC in the league. Um, and I, I just don't think you need the extra headache. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. It's a long season. A lot of stuff can happen. A couple injuries here and there, and then that might change the whole outlook on this whole thing. But where we are right now, I think this Ravens team would have been fine without adding him. Um, But we also said it before on the show a while ago, when we talked about his unceremonious departure in Kansas city, that I, that, that a team would probably pick him up and here we are, a team picked him up. So, yeah. I mean, with, with the running back situation around the league, there's a million average running backs. He's had, you know, pro bowl seasons, all-star seasons, um, and so, you know, he, he's something that has a high ceiling, but he could also be a bust, which yep. is why he's on, um, which is why he's on a practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. So I think right now it's just more of a, a headline thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that is kind of some of the biggest NFL news that's gone on here kind of leading up to this first week. I I don't think we're going to see him play immediately, that's for sure. But No. Like he's got to earn a roster spot. Oh, for, excuse me. For oh. sure. And the Ravens will actually be on primetime TV to start their season Monday night against uh, the Raiders. Uh, I don't know if he'll be necessary in that game or not, but – who knows? And then sec- second weekend, they actually play the Chiefs. So if he is on the field by that time, who knows all the revenge things people will be talking about. But I think that we need to just uh, slow it down a little bit as far as <laughs> this Le'Veon Bell story goes. Yeah, don't don't get too excited quite yet. Exactly. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, but yeah, like I said, I can't think of much more super groundbreaking NFL news unless you've got something I don't know about. Um, there was something I wanted to talk about the other day, and I don't remember what it was now, to maybe be perfectly honest. Maybe it'll come to you while we do shout-outs here. All right, I'll let you start. I think I started last week, so. Okay, I actually have a couple shout-outs kind of along the same vein. Both of them are going to be football players, college football, FCS football players. Uh, first guy I want to shout-out is... Presbyterian redshirt sophomore quarterback, Ren Hefley. Uh, dude put up an absolute clinic 
in Presbyterian's game against St. Andrews this last weekend. First off, Presbyterian beat them 84 to 43. Wow. Uh, this young man threw 10 touchdowns, 538 passing yards on 38 completions. So not only was almost a third of all of his completions touchdowns, this definitely set a new FCS single game record for passing touchdowns in a game at 10. I don't know if we're ever going to see that one touched again. Probably not anytime soon. Yep. And then the other guy I want to shout out is uh, Fordham linebacker Ryan Greenhagen. He set a new FCS record also with 31 tackles in a single game this wow. last week. It's a lot of tackles. Yeah, so uh, both of those guys were well-deserving of uh, my shout-out this week. Yeah, um, I guess mine kind of works in with that. I'm going to shout-out – it feels a little sickening doing uh, it. I know what Shout-out the Montana it. Grizzlies, you, University of Montana, for taking it to the big boys in Washington. Yeah. Uh, Montana Grizzlies beat University of Washington in a, uh, a pretty close game, but they, they kept control. Yeah, uh, that was – I think was... they sealed it away with an interception, didn't they? Yeah, so the Grizz actually got three interceptions that game off of Washington. And Washington was the number 20-ranked team in the country going into that game. This upset was of massive proportions. And you will hardly ever find Justin and I saying nice things about the Montana Grizzlies on this show. Yeah. But this week is an exception for sure. That was really unbelievable. Uh, the final score was 13-7 to in that game. So it was a defensive slog fest. And the Grizzlies were the better team, and they they absolutely handed it to Washington. I was going to ask you, this has to hurt a little bit double for you because not only do you dislike the University of Montana like I do, you're kind of a Huskies fan yourself. So Yeah, yeah, I am a Huskies fan. So it it sucks to see, but man, congrats to the to the Grizz for the upset. That that does feel or it is nice to see that uh some the 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 small guys win sometimes yeah for sure and the big sky in general had an excellent opening weekend uh yeah you had three big sky schools including the grizzlies beat fbs opponents like that you had our boys the bobcats nearly beat a fourth hung with wyoming all game long and lost it on the last drive so uh big sky teams are here to play this year that's for sure that's for sure you got any call outs this week um no call outs this week. Um, last, last week was, uh, was a big one. I have to recover from that still. <laughs> the whole, uh, Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, thing. that was something. I got a call out for a college team, a real team. Uh, my Oregon ducks boys, what are you doing? Uh, you barely, best. <laughs> well, that's the scary part. You barely got by Fresno state. Okay, if you can't handle the Fresno State, how do you expect to handle the Ohio State this weekend? That's what I want to know. We got to put up a heck of a lot better performance than we saw on Saturday in Eugene. That's uh, that's all I'm going to say about that one. So let's get it together, boys. <laughs> uh, well, best of luck to them. It sounds like they got some work to get done. Yeah, they're going to need it. They're going to need it. Uh, college football back in full swing. NFL football right around the corner. High school football is back everywhere. How's uh, Hot Springs high school's team doing? Uh, two and zero so far. Nice, nice. Um, at the at the game this last week, uh, there was a tackle and we broke a kid's wrist. Ooh, 
Yeah. That's rough. The kid was running straight and tried to stiff arm a guy running straight on. So he made a bit of a poor choice. Yikes. Oh, well, thinking of that poor kid right now. Yeah. Uh, Well, my alma mater, Fergus High School, is 2-0 also as we speak. I don't know. Hell is freezing over, I see. (laughs) Right? Right? It's been a long time since we started the season 2-0. Probably won't win another game all year. (laughs) Uh, But football's in the air. September's here. I love it. I know you love it. Uh, Excited to get fantasy going this week, too. So yeah. much, so much to be excited about right now. If you're a football fan, and at this point, who isn't really? Yeah, if you're if you're listening to us, you should be a football fan. Absolutely, it's actually a requirement. If you want to listen to the expansion buddies, you have to at least have watched a full game of football in your life. Otherwise, yeah. what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You tell us actually. If you're here not watching football or you don't care about football, let us know why you watch. You can reach out to us at the expansion BU one on Twitter and or Instagram. Um, and let us know what you're thinking. We enjoy having you guys here. We enjoy that you come and listen to us uh, talk and ramble about football and our passion. Um, and thank you so much for wherever you're listening, Spotify, iTunes, Google play, uh, the Nits notorious can on a string oh, notorious notorious that the, the thing is incorrigible <laughs> um but for the expansion buddies i've been justin i've been jared and never forget party like it's 1976 <laughs> <laughs>